The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Get a load of these numbers, my friends. This is episode 626 for your Saturday, November 26th, 2016, of season six of Farlands or Bust. How many more sixes can we fit into this? Uh, that's about it, actually. <laughs> oh, but yes, welcome. Ooh, Wolfie, you appear to have a strobe light emanating from within your body. Crazy offset terrain jitter problems there. But uh, yeah, welcome back. My name is Kurt. And we're going to be walking to the Farlands today. Wolfie's excited. Wolfie's excited, right? Very excited. How much longer can we do this? Okay, just that much longer. But yeah, let's continue west here in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. As we continue on in Season 6, trying to raise $60,000. There's a few more sixes we could throw in there. $60,000 for Child's Play Charity. Just go over to farlandsorbus.com. Right there on the home page is the, the donation widget tracker provided by Child's Play Charity. All that goes directly to Child's Play Charity. We are currently at $44,767.73. Now, did I see a pig up there, or did I see a pink sheep? Or maybe I saw something running into... Uh, oh, God! Uh, running into... Uh, cactus. I think maybe I saw an animal running into the cactus and taking damage. I saw a flash, a, a vision of pink on the horizon, but I guess it, it was not meant to be. So yeah, we're raising money for Child's Play Charity, farlinesofbus.com. When we do finally reach that $60,000 mark, is that, uh, is, 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 is that what we're going for, Kurt? Yes, yes it is. Uh, then I will finally press F3. Pressing F3... Allows us to see how long we've walked. Of course, this all happens then at the culmination of what we call a flabathon, where we have a live-streamed Farlands or Bust Marathon, where I'm just walking, walking for a, an absurd amount of time live on, on twitch.tv. <laughs> I almost said .com, because that's a joke. Uh, twitch.com slash TV slash Kurt J. Mac. And uh, yeah, at the end of that, live! Live, before a live studio audience, we press F3 to see how far we've gone. It's a, it's been a while. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a momentous occasion, but it's been so long since the last one. Last, not last, but two Mays ago. May 2015 is when we last held the Flabathon live stream and pressed F3 at the end of it and found that we were 2.2 million blocks from spawn. How far will we be next time? Donate to Child's Play Charity to find out. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. And, uh, yeah, tis, tis the season for giving, of course. I'm recording this uh, day early on Friday. Not live. Previous Saturday episodes had been recorded live, but I'm actually running a bit ahead of... Uh, behind, actually. Quite the opposite of the word that came out of my mouth. I'm running a, a bit behind on, actually, some questions that I received last Friday, so I figured I would record this just for the YouTubes to get those through and get this up 
Uh, and then I'll just live stream. I'll just live stream something else later today. But uh, but yeah, it's been quite a while since we've had a flubathon. Let's let's get on over to farlandsbus.com. Help help them kids get those toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Much appreciated, my friends. Much appreciated indeed. And I'm recording this, like I said, on Friday, Black Friday. I am restraining and refraining from the purchasing of retail goods. It seems, it seems a bit, a bit much, <laughs> a bit much, if I can say so. I mean, the only thing I need, maybe, need is a strong word as well. I'm doing fine without. Uh, would be a monitor to set up a permanent or semi-permanent racing PC racing sim setup. Similar to what I had before, I had a 32-inch television setup where I could just have my wheel and pedals permanently set up there. Uh, but the television is, is no longer, and uh, I need something to replace it. Of course, I'm st it, 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 it would probably, what it would do is it would, it would force me and allow me to make it easier, uh, less of a boundary to playing these racing sim games. Your dirt rallies, your Assetto courses, uh, even eventually your, your Formula Ones, hmm, tease, tease, uh, and, and other such games, iRacing even, iRacing, uh, just because now <laughs> I, I'm, I, I get very, huh, I want to play a racing game, but uh, I gotta dig out the wheel and fiddle with a whole bunch of oh, cords everywhere. And careful, Wolfie. Um, try to attach it to the desk properly, and then the, the desk shakes all weird. And having a permanent setup would be like, oh, all I have to do is turn my chair <laughs> slightly to the left, and here I am in front of the, my permanent uh, racing setup. So yeah, I'd have been keeping an eye. I, I, on, 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 like, monitors. I should just get a cheapo one, because the only thing it's going to be used for is racing games and, and console gaming. So really, I shouldn't even worry about the 1440p's or the 4k's or anything like that, because it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be recording in that. Uh, so just get a normal 1080p monitor. I'm thinking... Th I, I, I liked the 32-inch. I had a 32-inch television. Uh, I like the 32-inch size. A lot of people complain in reviews about 32-inch monitors that are only 1080p. Is like, oh, the pixels are so big and, and the text is fuzzy. Well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be doing spreadsheets or anything on this. I'm literally just going to be playing video games, so the pixels probably don't matter uh, at that size. And I certainly didn't notice it with the the television, the 32-inch television. Um, so maybe I should just go with the cheap. Even even I would go as far and and as as as, as completely off character as to just get a, a, a standard, a TN panel. That way I can't complain that the uh, the input lag in Dirt Rally is what's causing me problems. Just get a, a gross and disgusting poor color reproduction TN panel. 32-inch size. There were, there were some that were curved that seemed interesting. My main problem is a lot of them at that size have a glossy screen surface. I do believe I want to stick every monitor I've bought so far, so far, and so far, have have had the matte, the anti-reflective, you know, like a what I would associate with a computer monitor. I don't want a, a glossy. That's m some of my problem with with um, laptop computers as well is that all the all the screens are glossy or touchscreen glossy, and I'm like, nah, I don't need the 
see myself in the reflection while I'm playing video games. I want a, a matte anti-reflective screen. 32 inches, 27 would be all right too. I worry about 27 being just slightly too underwhelming. Uh, I'm not going to do a, a triple monitor surround setup, and I'm not going to get an ultra-wide monitor, as was also been recommended, because these... these whoa, that's lava! Because these are these are things that I need to record for, and I'm, I'm not going to record in ultra-wide, because YouTube doesn't, doesn't display in ultra-wide. YouTube displays 1080p. And yes, I know I could do 2K 1440p for YouTube, but I really don't think... I really don't think it would be worth it. I don't think that many people, if any people, really watch videos of that size. I'll have to look at the statistics, but I'm not sure that that would be necessary. I'm also, I'm pretty sure my computer could record 1440p 60 frames fairly effortlessly. The the rendering and file size would be a detriment to that, so... I don't know. I'm keeping my eye, but then again, those type of monitors are generally already pretty cheap, so I'm, I'm probably not going to find any, and I haven't found any anything that's that's worth diving into, and I'm just kind of refraining. I don't even need. It's not a need. It's a want. It's a convenience. So I'm going to maybe just opt out, and I'll just I'll just live stream for the rest of the day to to uh, to stop myself from making any impulsive, compulsive, commercialistic retail frenzy-esque purchases on this black, this very Black Friday. Instead, I'll donate to a charity of my choosing. Perhaps Farlands of Bust at farlandsabust.com. Bing! Wow, that was a big roundabout way to come back to that, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, man, let's get to the questions here. Let's get to the questions from donors to Child's Play Charity, speaking of which. Caveman. Caveman asks, What is your earliest memory if it's not too personal? I don't know, as like a two- or three-year-old, if there is much of a story I could tell that would be too personal at that age. Um, I do have an earliest memory, and it's kind of funny you ask this, because my sister... Well, I don't know where she found it, but an old school writing project from school of mine must have been, you know, write a couple paragraphs, write the story of your earliest memory. And, and there it was, and much much hilarity was had because she sent it uh, as a picture on a group text between both of my sisters and me, the siblings, as it were. Uh, and uh, I can I can sort of I wish I could pull it up and like read it verbatim, but I can sort of recite. And I think I've told this story before as well. But let's go to sleep, and and I will regale you in the tales of of two or or three year old Kurt J. Mack. In the morning. And awakeness. And earliest memoriesness. Ooh. Is that a skeleton or a zombie? That's a skeleton. He's happy to be alive. I'll let him live. I'll let him continue with his happiness. So yeah, my earliest memory. My family's first house uh, was in the suburbs, obviously, of Chicago. And perhaps a lot of you who don't live in the United States or even the Midwest of the United States might not be familiar with what a tornado siren is. Uh, tornado sirens are set up throughout most home kind of uh, suburbs, residential neighborhoods of, of the Midwest of Tornado Alley, of which 
Chicagoland is a part of and has actually had a few deadly tornadoes in the past, but not as frequent, not as frequently visited by the tornadic activities uh, as, say, your 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 Oklahomas, your Kansases, uh, you know, those more lower down in, in the prairie states. Uh, but still, still a thing that that requires tornado sirens. Um, there was one right down the street from this house. Actually, all the houses I've lived in in Illinois have had tornado sirens right down the street. But as a young kid, it was the scariest thing in the world. The scariest thing in the world to me. Um, I would there was a playground right next to the tornado siren. Uh, like a field and a playground and a swing set and stuff, and I hated going to that. I liked playgrounds, but I hated going to that that playground because I, at any moment, at any moment, that tornado siren could go off. It always they always test the tornado sirens on like the first Wednesday of the month every month. Uh, but but as a small child, I didn't understand months or time or weeks or days or schedules, so I just thought that like at any random point in, in at any day, this tornado siren could go off. Um, so it always scared me. They're very loud, they're very loud. Very similar to air raid sirens, I suppose, is what they sound like, and the technology they're based on. Uh, if, if that means anything to anybody. Uh, or, you know, I'm sure uh, if you live in some sort of coastal land, like a tsunami siren or something like that, or hurricane or whatever. Um, so, yeah, always scared of the thing. Uh, my earliest memory that I can recollect... That I, it, it might be out of order. I have like little snippets of other memories. It, it, it might not even be the earliest. I don't know chron- chronologically. Uh, there's one memory I have where I touched an electrical socket and, and got electrocuted. Uh, that one might have screwed up some of my memories. Um, there's another one where I fell between my bed and, uh, you know, I rolled off the bed, but in between the wall and the bed and got trapped and was very frightened at that. Um, but this one in particular... Uh, sunny day, normal day. It must have been the first Wednesday of some month or something like that. But uh, my older sister, my youngest sister hadn't been born yet, uh, my older sister and myself, I remember, must have been a summer day, obviously, we were given uh, popsicles, popsicles by our mom. uh, And uh, we were eating the popsicles in the front room over the coffee table, probably. Yeah, coffee table. Uh, and of course, we had as, as sticky, sticky little kids. Uh, my mom gave us paper towels to eat. Eat over the paper towels. Don't drip on the carpet. And just in, enjoying, enjoying our popsicles on a warm summer day. When lo and behold, the tornado siren went off and freaked me out. Of course, I had this popsicle that I was enjoying very much in my hand. But uh, my default reaction to tornado siren, very loud noise, would be to cover my ears. I only have two hands, and one of them is occupied with popsicle. <laughs> so what I what I remember, it, this is like a really boring story, but what I remember is, is having to choose between my, my eardrums, uh, my frightened little eardrums, and the popsicle. And my eardrums won, so I had to, I, I remember having to place place my popsicle down on the paper towel on the coffee table to cover both my ears until the tornado sirens test was done. I don't I don't think I was I don't know if I was crying or not. It must have been traumatic (laughs) for if I for it to have stuck into my memory like this. Uh, And uh, by the time the tornado siren was finished wailing um, my my popsicle had had mostly melted and, and gotten stuck to the paper towel. 
uh, th thus ruining a perfectly good popsicle. And that, my friends, is my earliest memory that I know of, that I think I know of. And it, for, for all I know, that this could have been a dream. <laughs> this could have all happened in a dream. It's very difficult to discern early memories from, from, from fact or fiction or dream or imagination or whatever. But that's what I remember. I remember the tornado siren down the street uh, was the scariest thing in my world at that point. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, thank you very much, Caveman, for the donation and the question. Cone Dodger, Cone Dodger asks, or, or says, I remember you talking about talking about many an elevated hidey hole ago, having feelings about deja vu. Do you find it deja vu comes and goes in spurts? I seem to go years at a time without feeling those feelings, and then all of a sudden, bam! Months of constant occurrences. There's no hope for me, but you still get these feelings now and again? Do they go in phases? Uh, is this question wording too long now? Will you actually read all of this? Unlikely. Oh, likely. Oh, hell, hell, wow, look at this place. Very likely. Uh, yeah, I think I do remember talking about deja vu. Uh, and honestly, again, it kind of relates back to like what your earliest memory is. It starts to kind of trigger those feelings. And, and I will agree. I've never given it too much thought, but it, they, it, the deja vu feelings do indeed end up seemingly happening in spurts. It has been a while for me. Um, um, I'm trying to think. It, it was kind of recent that I had a deja vu feeling. And it is always, it does always seem, for me anyway, to be related to dreams. My deja vu experiences, I feel like, are not like, oh, deja vu, this has already happened in my life before. It's always, oh, deja vu, this 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 literal trans, the, you know, movement of time and, 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 and the events that are transpiring I've dreamed before is the deja vu I experience. Uh, and uh, it, it ends up making me queasy and sick to my stomach. Uh, and uh, really, really strange. Uh, and then sometimes the really intense deja vu-iness gets me uh, tunnel vision problems and, like, dizziness. It, it tends to lead into dizziness, which is interesting because I have looked into these feelings of deja vu and, and whatnot, and they seem to be related loosely or conclusively to, uh, to also symptoms of epileptic seizures. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing to laugh about, but just kind of... that. Ooh, that escalated quickly, didn't it? We went from having little innocent uh, deja vu moments to suddenly seizure time. Um, and, and I don't know. I've never gotten checked for it. Uh, I've never had a full-on seizure or faint. I've never fainted um, or anything like that. I've never fainted, period. Has anybody ever fainted? How does that work? Uh, I've never fainted ever in in, in my life. Um, but the deja vu experiences, I would say, would be as close to fainting uh, as, as I as I would would seem to get. And yeah, it is it is uh, it's that weird sickening feeling, and I can kind of recognize it as it's approaching. And it is, and I know it's all false. It's all false. It's it's not that I dreamed these events before. It's it's simply the brain is doing whatever it does to 
to have that feeling like this has happened before. It's kind of tricking you into thinking that this all happened before, or uh, or, or whatever. It's it, it's it's very interesting. The brain is a strange little glob of goo, isn't it? So yeah, I don't know. It's been a while for me as well. Uh, but yeah, generally, and, and maybe it is just like a phase or or some sort of mental. Uh, come on, Wolfie. I want you to come up here so I can take a screenshot. Screenshot time. Uh, you know, s s wires getting crossed. A bit of a kernel panic or something. You know. Uh, here we go. Boop. Boop. Yeah, kind of a quaint little floating island scene. That uh, is very interesting. It, and it, it used to happen... Yeah, the way I can think of it is that it used to happen a lot. Similarly with, uh, like, the um, sleep paralysis. Or... or, or uh, definitely the, the Alice in Wonderland syndrome tended, tended to associate itself with me being sick and, and probably just being out of energy and exhausted physically from being sick, whether or not it would be with flu or cold or whatever. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure the, uh, I'm sure the deja vu stuff was very similar. And honestly, I've had less and less of it since I, maybe it was kind of diet related, because since I went gluten free and have been more, oh, I don't know, regular <laughs> in, 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 uh, certain aspects of my physical being, um, I've had probably less and less of it. Still some, but certainly less and less of the deja vu sequences. That's, that could be because I was, I was malnourished, because uh, if you look into celiac disease or, or people who have undiagnosed gluten, wheat allergies, the problem that most crops up is that because uh, the intestines... The inner piping gets damaged and scarred. You're no longer... You can't absorb nutrients through that scarred tissue. So a lot of people who have gluten intolerances, full-on celiac disease, end up being actually... Even though they're eating the right amount of food, they end up malnourished because they're not absorbing all that they can out of the food that they're eating. Uh, and it's also going, woo, right through them. Uh, but anyway, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <sighs> And awakeness. And we let some creepers spawn this, didn't we? We can deal with these. We can deal with these scumbags from a distance. Pow! Oh, that was way off. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. Boom! Bam! Oh, that guy despawned. He's like, I ain't, I ain't having any of this. Look at this dead eye shot. Pow! Right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. up some of these arrows that I missed with. <laughs> Ooh, left some gunpowder for me. Let that be a lesson to you. Huh? See what I did there? You see? Tell that to all your friends. Uh, so yeah, um, hello, excuse me. It did, at some point, there were a few instances of frequent deja vu, dizzy, nausea-ness that uh, made me slightly concerned that I did consider you know, asking a doctor about it, uh, but it never, I guess, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I work. Hmm, 
this is a strange thing happening with my body that certain research shows it might be a serious problem. Uh, I don't think I'll make an appointment. <laughs> I don't think I'll bring that up to a doctor. I don't think I have a doctor. I don't think I'm going to have health insurance next year. All that sort of stuff happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably have, like, many things slightly wrong with me that could lead to more serious problems that are going unaddressed. Woo! Fun times indeed. Let's see here. A-D-F has a question. Have you ever considered starting an LLC company while on YouTube to possibly help an unemployment transition if when returning to a more traditional career? How has YouTube Red affected your income, hopefully positively? Um, YouTube Red has done bugger all. <laughs> I mean... It's uh, there is a little uh, a little knockout in the analytics that says, oh, these are your YouTube red earnings, but it by by all means hasn't hasn't replaced or improved on the abysmal ad earnings. If if anything, it's just equivalent to what people watching any sort of ads would be providing in 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 revenue. Um, it isn't. Like this major, oh, it's so positive. It's so positive for uh, for the creators because X Y Z means more every view than you know. It's split equally amongst. No, it's it's whatever whatever I probably earn from a single ad view, I probably earn from a single YouTube red view uh, on, on any of the videos that I have. Which which Farlands Bust, by the way, does not have any ads on it, um, as it hasn't for quite a while, thanks to Patreon. Uh, which reminds me, I do actually want to talk about Patreon in a moment. Uh, we have a little bit of time, I suppose. For those of you who've hung around to the end of the episode, are the most likely... I wanted to actually open with this in the episode, but I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, if you've hung around for the end of the episode, you're probably you're probably uh, one of those who probably already do support somewhere on Patreon or something, uh, or or you're, you're you're simply a very you're a very dedicated Farlander. But yeah, let's talk to that about that in a moment. Um, would you ever consider starting an LLC to help with the unemployment transmission? Transmission, <laughs> the, the manual transmission. The, the 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 fifth gear is dropping out. Um, I don't know the way you phrased the question. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, are you suggesting that having a, a company would help me get a job if this doesn't work out? And I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Um, but no, honestly, a lot of your uh, YouTubers, your your independent, what we are considered independent contractors here for YouTube or Twitch or whoever, spawner down there are just two zombies. Okay, Wolfie. Well, Wolfie's gonna go investigate. I tell you what, I don't think that's a spawner because no more zombies are coming out. Um, yeah, most most uh, of us do have some sort of LLC or, or, or company underneath us, um, even as just sole proprietors or something like that. Uh, that's just simply better for taxes and, and, and income and, and keeping things in, in order, uh, as opposed to simply calling it self-employment income. Uh, so that's actually a thing quite a few... 
um, people have. Um, not, uh, yeah, I don't know how or if or, or why having that would help transition back into employment, which is a thing I hope I never have to do. Just hearing about people like going into interviews uh, or, or perhaps even getting new jobs and having to do like these team building integration things with words, very corporate double-speaky words that I've never even heard in my entire life. I'm like, I can't. I literally cannot do that. I literally cannot even fathom having an interview ever again. It's, it's, that is an incredibly, it's going to give me the deja vu sickness is what it's going to do. I really, really never want to do that again. I mean, I'm sure there's some amazing companies to work for out there, but if, if they just want to hire me flat out without having me go through the the, the rigmarole, I'll be all for that. But uh, if there's any roles to be rigored, uh, then I will not. I will not participate, and then I will starve. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of nutrients, uh, so yeah. Um, I, I hope that answered your question. Like I said, I didn't quite understand the connection to your uh, transition, traditional traditional career, etc. Maybe I don't want a traditional career. Whenever I talk about getting tattoos. One of the things I always hear is, oh, you know what? You're never going to get a job if you got tattoos all over your arms. Well, maybe I don't want that job. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps there's a reason. Perhaps there's a reason why. This really looks like a... It is! Whoa! Does this not look very reminiscent? Careful, Wolfie! To, like, a, a spawner. There you go. Like, there's the spawner in the middle. Ooh! I think it actually might be. We'll figure it over here. We must investigate this really quickly. And while I'm investigating it, uh, let's actually talk, perhaps, a little bit about Patreon. Uh, a question I got from Berg is, what method of support... Woof. What method of support... I can't tell, because it keeps getting filled with water. What methods of support, Twitch subscription, Patreon, etc., helps you most financially. Well, they all help. They all help in their own special little ways. You know what? This might not be... I honestly don't think it is anymore. Yep, I'm doubting my earlier... Uh... No, it's just a little uh, underground... underground place. Never mind, little underground place. You are not what we were looking for right now. Uh, uh, you know, anyway helps. The, the, the sub... On Twitch helps, because having those subs, having those numbers, having those viewers, those regular viewers, is, is a positive reflection of my brand, my channel, uh, to Twitch itself, but then also, hopefully, potentially, other uh, companies, affiliates, potential affiliates, uh, sponsorship deals, whatever might, might come in the future. Um, so yeah, you have to look more beyond simply the, oh, what cut of my giving you money is going to go to Kurt J. Mac. Uh, there are, there are many benefits to many sides of things, uh, to just the views, to, to clicking that like button, um, to just being there in the chat, or even not, you know, you can watch Twitch streams and not even chat. Having, having that viewer number a little bit, inf not, not inflated, that's the wrong word, that sounds like it's being a scam. But having that viewer number be high, or, or you know, higher than the average Twitch channel, uh, helps all those things as well. If you're speaking strictly money, 
then yep, things like Patreon or direct tips on Twitch, more of that goes directly to me. Um, and, and on Patreon, made some changes. Uh, if you're aware, like I said earlier, Far Lines of Bust is completely commercial-free. That was one of the tiers that unlocked right away, is that every episode I went back and removed all the ads from old episodes of Far Lines of Bust, and every episode moving forward is commercial-free. Same thing with the... Uh, I don't know how to get around this place. Same thing with the uh, the, the podcasts. I we, we had... Oh, man, I, I had these stats earlier. Ow. But I think... Well over like two hundred thousand downloads of of episodes of the podcast, and I do keep getting offers to add advertising to the podcast, but the podcast itself is also supported by Patreon. And I've made some changes over at patreon.com slash KurtJMac. They mostly go into effect December first. So maybe I'll expand upon this. I'll definitely expand upon this in a separate video, but maybe in the next episode of Farlines Bust I'll mention a little bit more. But it used to be to get on the patron server was at the $20 tier, but now I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have reduced that to the $10 tier at Patreon. Uh, the, the much already frequented, with a big community behind it, the, the, the Farlander Patreon Minecraft server. Uh, it's currently one, running 1.10.2 uh, or whatever. Uh, but we'll soon be looking at upgrading it beyond that to the current versions, 1.11 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's going down to $10. Uh, and then also I will be adding automatic uh, Twitch, figured out a way to uh, integrate with Discord, the the Far Lands or Bust patron Discord has always been the unofficial Discord. It's something, surprisingly, that... Farlanders created for themselves so that they can communicate with their their server friends. Uh, now it's going to be the official one. I can integrate it so that anybody who is at those levels to be on the server can have access to all the server rooms, but also, even if you're not on the server, even at the $5 level, you get access to the, to, to the off-topic, to the general chat on that Discord, the Farlander Discord server, which I frequent every now and again. And, uh, you know, previously during streams, I've, I've asked, hey, anybody wants to play uh, Golf with Friends? And then, you know, give out the information for Golf with Friends on the Discord server so that patrons can play on stream to fill out the Golf with Friends team or whatever. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, making some changes there. Making some changes there that go mostly into effect on December 1st. So if you're already at that $10 tier and you want access, I will be giving you instructions over at Patreon. Uh, and, and of course, any help and any support there is much appreciated. And uh, I, I do believe I don't need to really remind... Oop, hello, I didn't mean to do that. I don't really need to remind the patrons so much, but the, the support you provide at Patreon is for the content. For the content indeed here and on Twitch and, and wherever else I may exist and, and go into, go into to, uh, to, uh, conventions and, and, and all that fun stuff. Um, the, the server, the Discord, the postcards, those are all just thank you perks that are just icing on the cake. It's not the cake itself. So I think everybody who's been supporting me thus far through those endeavors has, has that fairly well understood 
And it's, it's like I said many times, it's one of those things that I didn't expect. This, this very cool little community, group of friends, regulars to be made out of, out of this series, out of the Patreon. And uh, I honestly wouldn't have been able to continue. And I might have been needed to go into the depths of corporate interview dastardliness had it not been for the continued support very overwhelming and generous continued support for for my work on patreon patreon.com slash kurt j mac no obligation of course and and i don't take anything away from anybody i only try to give a little bit more to those who do support Uh, everything everything you see here stays the same it's it's the folks who are able to support that then go out and it helps those who maybe can't, maybe you're too young or maybe you don't want to or whatever. Um, nothing changes. Nothing changes about my content uh, aside from maybe more of it, aside from maybe uh, being a little bit more free to choose what I want to do, uh, despite it not making, like I said, the YouTube red ad revenue or you know whatever it may be. Being a little bit more free being a little bit more free in this Farlands bus world, right, Wolfie? Pant pant. I'll take the pant pant. So yeah, that's going on. I think I'll. I didn't have my thoughts totally organized here. I think I'll maybe mention it at the beginning of the next episode a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, and I'll also have a separate video just to just to let people know. And yeah, Farlandsbus.com also is a, is a great way to support by donating to Child's Play charity. Because don't you know that, that raising all this money and restringing our goal for Child's Play charity is another way that people will look at Farlands of Bust and are like, hey, this community is raising a lot of money for charity. That's, that's legit. That's legit, son. I should go check them out. So another way you can support. And, of course, you're helping get toys, books, games, to kids in hospitals around the world. Thank you so much for watching episode 626 for your November 26, 2016 of Farlands of Bust. My name's Kurt. I will see you next time. perfectly good popsicle.